1: Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's C Sparky, 5 for 12.50 a.m. The Fan, beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our guy, Ryan Horvath, Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. That is the home of Ryan Horvath. Bet MGM tonight, weeknights, part of the BetQL Radio Network. Him, Nick Ashu, and Trista Crick. Catch them weeknights while you're watching the games. They have real live, up-to-date betting lines and so forth. Ah, make this bet here for the second half or do this bet here. And I'm telling you, if, you, if you're into gambling and you do it, uh, this is the show for you that MGM tonight weeknights part of the BetQL network, download the podcast. If you if you miss a show. Okay. So uh, today, Monday uh, coming up here in a couple of hours is the deadline uh, to extend players um, here on February 20th. And we're recording this before the deadline. So we'll see what happens, but this is the situation uh, at hand right now. The, this is according to Ken Ingalls, the, uh, the contracts of Adrian Amos, Dean Lowry, Jaron Reed, Randall Cobb, Mason Crosby, Mercedes Lewis, and Robert Tunyon, all of whom are free agents, are contributing to an accumulated de- dead cap number of possibly $16.4 million if those guys aren't extended today. The largest dead cap hit from this group uh, will be left by Amos, and that totals 7.9 million in dead cap money if they don't extend them. Lowry, meanwhile, has a dead cap hit of over three million, while the rest are under a million and a half. Now, again, it makes the most sense of all of those guys to extend Adrian Amos because you have nothing at safety. With Amos, you don't have anything at safety. But if you're trying to push back this dead cap number a couple of years or whatever the case may be, you can extend him a couple of years, have him be your starter for another year. Savage, there's no way you're putting him back at safety again. Draft a safety, right, uh, in uh, in the upcoming draft. Maybe draft a couple of safeties. Let him battle it out who's going to start next to Amos uh, and move forward there and save this cap hit from occurring right now. Uh, are you in uh, favor of keeping Amos? Give him an extension, Ryan Horvath. Or even though it's going to be a a sizable dead cap number of whatever I said, $7.9 million, according to Ken Ingles, uh, are you okay saying, all right, it's over, see you later? Yeah, I'm
0: okay saying, all right, it's over, see you later. Just because I don't really know what the direction is for this team. Now, if Aaron Rodgers is coming back, and I know that some people are like, well, you can't base everything off of Aaron Rodgers. But if you're going, like, all in to try to win another Super Bowl, you want a veteran safety. Sure. Uh, I have no problem bringing Amos back. But again, you know, he's lost the step. He's not the player he was even three, four years ago. He's getting a little bit older. Whiffed on a bunch of tackles this year. Um, you know, lost the step in coverage as well. Still probably your best safety, though, unfortunately. I think that they're probably most likely letting him walk if this is going to be a rebuild. Um, but like you said, I wouldn't be shocked if they did bring him back for one more year. But So,
1: you know, you say this. Yeah. So Rogers emerges from the dark. Oh, oh it's too bright. He comes out of the dark and he grabs his phone here. Like I, like I, like I did. And I'm reading Paul Brettel from DairylandExpress.com, And that was some of what he wrote. And he sees this later on this afternoon that, Hey man, dude, they're not bringing back any of these dudes. They, they, they voided all the contracts of all these dudes. This is gonna be a rebuild. You let all these guys just walk and didn't extend any of any of the guys. Maybe Rodgers will look at this as a sign of a rebuild if they decide not to extend any of these guys. So Amos is one. Dean Lowry is the second. Cap no, or dead cap number over just over $3 million. I am fine moving on from Dean Lowry for $3 million. I get that does not hurt me at all, Ryan Horvath. What say you on Dean Lowry? Dean Lowry, it's time to go.
0: It's been time to go on Dean Lowry. Now, Dean Lowry, I always thought, I mean, we were pretty tough on Dean Lowry. I thought that he did do some good things. From
1: where he was drafted, he had a great run in Green Bay. Like, what that's was that I mean. fourth round pick or whatever?
0: I mean, like, especially two years ago, he had a year where, man, I mean, he was, you know, pretty damn solid, actually. But he's never going to be a double-digit sack guy. You know, he's never going to be a elite run stuffer but he was a decent piece next to kenny clark i like their little relationship that they had i mean i would have preferred some other guys them to continue to draft defensive linemen but um i think it's time for dean lowry to go it's, I agree. Even, even if Rodgers is coming back or if he's not coming back if this is a full rebuild if you're trying to win another year it's time for dean lowry to go there's way better options out there
1: did jaron reed do enough to keep him
0: I kind of want to see a little bit more, and it's it's not a huge price to pay. I would right. bring back Jaron Reed, but I don't think that they're going to. I think he's most likely gone as well. We also have to remember, like last year, wasn't it Mercedes Lewis and Robert Tunyon? Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. It was Devondre Campbell, and it was Robert Tunyon, where the contracts were voided, and then they resigned them at a later date. Right. But I think somebody like that's cheap enough that you could bring back, but I wouldn't be shocked if he's gone.
1: Let's talk about Roger guys now. Because these next guys are all Roger guys. These next four. Okay. So that's why I say he emerges from the dark goes, Oh boy, holy crap, my guys are all gone. Randall Cobb. Extend or let go. I think Cobb's
0: gone. I think you let Cobb go. I just you look at these, I mean, let's be honest, Brian Gudekins never really wanted to bring back Randall Cobb. That was a favor to Aaron Rodgers after that was a demand. That wasn't right. a favor. That was, was a demand. A, you want me. You must trade for him. And it sucks because I think Cobb's really good with these young wide receivers, especially because Rodgers is so tough on him. But I just – I think Cobb's unfortunately done in Green Bay. And I think he knows that. I think him and Rodgers walking off Lambeau Field like that, I think, I think Cobb might be done. I think his career might be over. I think he's probably going to retire. Maybe has another year or two running him, but I don't think he's back in Green Bay. If I'm a okay. betting man – that's my biggest bet. He's gone.
1: I'll say something that may not be agreed upon. I give him a two-year extension. Two more years, extend him. And this is the reason why. You're not going with Aaron Rodgers. Let's start there. I'm not letting you walk to, to Las Vegas and go play with Rodgers in Las Vegas with Devontae. No. Uh, and this is the deal, Randall. You're going to be a player coach. That's how we're going to work this, right? So <laughs> I need your veteran presence in that locker room with Jordan Love. And with these young receivers and helping us to make sure that everybody's on the same page, we're going to draft another rookie wide receiver or two. Uh, We're going to have some rookie tight ends and I need your brains in that locker room, kind of helping make all of this work. So while you may not get as many snaps, maybe in the next couple of years, you're still going to be a vital piece of what we need to do. And we think you're a huge piece of us, you know, transitioning from Rogers to Jordan love if Aaron decides he doesn't want to play. And obviously if Aaron does decide he wants to play, Aaron will be thrilled to death that you're here and uh, being a part of what Aaron is going to do to me. Randall Cobb is pivotal because not only from everything I just said, but the ability when he's on the field to think like a quarterback and be a safety blanket for Jordan love and to help bail out Jordan love, like he helped to bail out Aaron Rodgers time after time, after time, and Coots even said they need a veteran wide receiver in that locker room with all these young guys. For me, I don't believe it's gonna be Alan Lazard. So I'm fine with it being Randall Cobb. So I, I'm good. Couple of year extension, move forward. Uh, and I'm I'm good keeping Randall Cobb. Next
0: one. Yeah. I mean, I I would be good keeping Randall Cobb. I just don't think that there's a chance that anything okay. happens. I think he's with Rodgers and Devontae in Vegas.
1: Mason Crosby.
0: I think that, man, I I think it's over for Mason, unfortunately. Mason Crossbar, uh, which sucks. What a great guy, Mason Crosby. My my wife's going to be heartbroken over this. This is her favorite Packer of all time, but... I feel like they've wanted to get rid of Mason for a couple years now, man. They would always bring in competition for Mason. Um, I think it's unfortunately over. I would bring Mason back, though. I'd say, hey, if you want to continue to play football, man, you could continue to be the kicker for the Green Bay Packers because we know what we have in you. Right. Yeah, I I would bring Mason back, but I think he's done, right?
1: Gary Ellerson and Leroy Butler a few years back, I wanted Crosby, gone. He had a bad year. If you look at his career numbers, they're not as good as everybody thinks. And I brought those up on the air during the big show. And Gary and Leroy both were like, listen here you don't understand how tough it is to kick in green Bay in Lambeau field when it gets cold and blowing sideways and all these elements, this is, he's not a dome kicker and you're not, you can't expect him to have those type of field goal percentage numbers outside the way he, where he has to kick versus somebody in the dome in Minnesota. Like that's an unfair comparison and not everybody can kick the way he kicks in these elements. It's hard. And look at Chicago. Robbie Gold, still kicking, still doing yeah. his thing. Bears gave up on him, said, see you later. We're done. And the dude's kicking all these years later and still doing it at a very high level uh, in the NFL. To me, I'm with you. Like, you want to continue to kick? fine with me. And this has nothing to do with Rodgers. I just think it's going to be very difficult to find somebody to come here to kick at a, to kick at a pretty consistent percentage. And the last thing you need is Jordan Love to win seven games because your field goal kicker made missed three game winning field goals that Crosby would have hit. Bagger fan may as well really lose their mind then. You got yeah. rid of somebody that was doing just fine because of how old he was. And now you cost us the playoffs in Jordan Love's first year. Like, you don't need all the added stuff. I, I, I just don't think you do. And I think there is something to having that veteran presence that has been around forever and can help some of these younger guys out.
0: Yeah, I think they're just going to want somebody with longer range, and that's the only thing about Crosby. I mean, he did have that career long. I was at that game at Lambeau against Minnesota, but uh, I think, unfortunately, it's over for him. Mercedes Lewis. I think Mercedes
1: Lewis is gone as well. I think he's probably wherever Aaron Rodgers is. You're a real Donner today. You know that like you just, you're a real Donner. Everybody's gone in Ryan Warbott's world. They're all gone. Packers are just. Well, I mean, this going to be, no, 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 no. This is going to be a
0: rebuild. Like, I, I don't think you're bringing back 42-year-old Mason Crosby, 55-year-old Mer- Mercedes Lewis, and 60-year-old Randall Cobb if you're handing the keys over to Jordan Love. <laughs> if Jordan Love is taking over the keys to the car, He's got the young guys jumping in the SUV in the back seat. He's not. He doesn't have the west wing of the retirement home. They're not driving over. The, they're not. They're not driving down to Sills. They're not going to uh, where was uh, the Golden Corral? Before not. you're did. gonna
1: get old too, man.
0: Well, you're yeah, gonna I'm get old too.
1: I, I, I'm in the
0: car with Rogers and Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb. I'm not rolling with AJ Dillon and Jordan. Why do you think I love Rogers so much? I'm team old guy. I'm not ready for this young wave. of all of this stuff. I still wanted Brady back. Yeah. I still want Mason back and Rogers. These are the guys I grew up with. I'm fine being the I'll be a Raiders fan for you. That's fine with oh. me. I like, Hey, you know, I love Vegas anyway. Actually, it doesn't get much better for me. My favorite player playing in my favorite freaking place on the planet. Different.
1: All right. One more. Uh, and Mercedes Lewis. Yes. Uh, I'll take him back too. But my, my only thing on that is I guess I would have different from, Cobb and Crosby. Crosby, like, I think it's going to be difficult to find somebody to do what he does consistently in Lambeau. Gary and Leroy sold me on that over a number of years. So I'm I'm kind of on that boat of just keep him until he's absolutely bad enough where you can't debate whether or not you should get rid of him. Uh, Cobb have to have a veteran presence in the wide receiver room, like Goody said, so I'm good with that. But if my draft philosophy right now as we sit – now, again, the combine hasn't even happened yet. OK, free agency hasn't happened yet. So I don't know what their plans are there. But if we're going into the draft thinking we're taking two tight ends, that's the thought. And Deguara is already there. Then I don't think I need Mercedes Lewis. Then I'm like, OK, I got two young guys that are coming in. Plus, I'm still stuck with Deguara. So fine. We'll play with these three. It's been real, Mercedes. Good luck to you in your career. But I think if Matt LaFleur had the option, he'd take Mercedes Lewis every single year he could get him because of his run blocking ability, his veteran leadership, his, his presence, all of that. He would be good for a couple of young tight ends to like how would be for the wide receiver room. Mercedes Lewis would be good for that running back room, especially if you want to take Washington because he's Mercedes Lewis jr. Like that makes all the sense in the world. Like young buck, I'm going to show you how it's done, man. I'm going to show you how to get better as a run blocker. And we're going to work together on this. Like, that all makes sense, too. So, I don't know, man. I, I'm kind I think of these, guys want, these guys too, want a ring
0: case, though. They don't want to, like, rebuild with Jordan Love and it's Green Bay. It's not a
1: rebuild. 10. Quit saying it's a rebuild. They can still win nine games with Jordan Love next year. You are totally against that. Absolutely they can. I bet you they have a better year with Jordan Love than Rodgers had his first year with the Packers as a full-time starter. They'll win more games. What did Rodgers win that first year? Maybe
0: maybe they play an extra game. I'm not taking that bet. I'll bet you right now that Aaron Rodgers has more wins this year than Jordan Love, wherever he plays, though. Well, let me see where he ends up all right, deal. We'll wait on that. I just, I think that I don't, I don't think like Mercedes Lewis is going to want to be back in Green Bay or Randall Cobb catching balls from Jordan Love winning seven, eight games. I think they're going to probably want to go elsewhere and try to win a ring before they retire. That's all I'm saying. I
1: understand what you're saying. All right. Last
0: one, Robert Tuddy, no chance. Now, you think no no chance? I think that there is a chance actually that you bring back Tunyon. He was working his way back from an ACL. He's clearly lost the step. We'll see what the rehab looks like this year. I don't know what the relationship is with Jordan Love. If Jordan Love likes Robert Tunyon? Why not bring back Robert Tunyon? A couple years ago, he caught double-digit touchdown passes before the ACL injury, but I'm with you. I'd rather draft one of these kids like Washington, Michael Mayer, anybody, you know, uh, later on in the rounds. I'd rather have a more explosive tight end than Robert Tunyon, but I wouldn't be shocked if they brought him back, and I wouldn't hate it. You know, him as a second or third tight end, I don't hate.
1: Uh, One other thing here, a couple other things, I guess, uh, before we move on, because I want to talk a little bit uh, to Ryan coming up here. He was at the Defenders XFL game uh, on Sunday nights. I want to get into that. Plus, there's a piece on CBS Sports where they make these predictions, including one for Aaron Rodgers. That is against the norm of everybody else right now in the country. Uh, so I want to get into that, too. But first, CBS Sports Radio this morning, the DA show, uh, They the guys were all talking back and forth about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers um, and, and whether or not you should want to be able to give up Uh, multiple wands or whatever the case may be for Aaron Rodgers. And the prevalent prevailing thought uh, from D.A. was why? Why would you do that? He's shown you the inability to win big games in the playoffs since he went to that last Super Bowl. Why give up multiple ones to go to the playoffs and lose with Aaron Rodgers for what, two years? And then you still have no quarterback after two years. And then you got to start all over again. And the argument to that was. Your defense is good. You had rookie of the year on defense. You had rookie of the year on offense. You have one of the better young running backs coming off of injury. Like they are in a position now to compete for a Super Bowl. My thought was as they were talking about this, because you know I don't love the Jets' offensive weapons as much as others do, was no, they don't have a chance to win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to win a Super Bowl. He's not going to go to a Super Bowl because Wes, the West is murderers' role, like we talk about on every Kurt Along podcast, and he and that that Jets team will not be good enough to knock them all down to get to a Super Bowl. I think the Jets would be good enough
0: to get to a Super Bowl, to be honest with you. I thought if they had a quarterback this year, they would have been a playoff team. They had Mike White out there and Zach Wilson and uh, Strevelinger or Streveler, whatever the hell his name was at the end of the season, the guy that couldn't complete a forward pass. I don't know, because I think Aaron Rodgers still has two to three good years left in him. I think he was hurt last year. I think... He had to trust a bunch of young wide receivers. I think Garrett Wilson is awesome. I think Brees Hall will be back next year at some point. I like the other backs. I like Carter. They have James Robinson there. The offensive line is fine enough. And then they have a top 10 defense. And Aaron Rodgers has only had a top defense one time in his career, top 10. And they won a Super Bowl that year. So I think if Aaron Rodgers only had to go out in a playoff game and get you 20 points, he could do so. Um, So I I disagree with whoever – on the DA
1: show, who's had this take? DA? Yeah, there was there's like three or four guys on that show. So yeah, half, the, that half, half, half of that show was saying, why invest multiple ones or whatever you have to invest for two years of going to the playoffs and losing because Rodgers can't figure out how to win in big games What's, in the playoffs. And then the other side of this was, he gives them their best chance to win a Super Bowl right now. And these guys think the Jets have enough to go win a Super Bowl. I don't think they have enough. That that's where I'm at. I Rogers, Aaron Rodgers,
0: they don't have a I hate, I hate this narrative, this knock that Aaron Rodgers can't win a Super Bowl. Like Aaron Rodgers has more Super Bowl rings than No 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 no. They were teams. talking
1: since that Super Bowl, all the different conference championship games and so forth that he's lost, and that in the West, going against these quarterbacks you're going against, it's probably gotcha. not gonna happen. And I agree. I just there's you're telling me that dude's gonna roll through Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes in the same year with the Jets, with young players on offense. I mean, this isn't, with all the, the Raiders' defense, is not that good, okay? But offensively, it's vets. Devontae Adams a vet, Waller a vet, Renfro a vet, Jacobs, if he's back, he's a vet. So that's, that offense, okay. I can see that offense being pretty damn good, providing him and McDaniels get together. And apparently, as the story goes, Jacob Morley, I don't know if you heard that interview, Jacob Morley um, from Packer Report, I have him. I go to 1250amthefan.com to listen to that. I didn't realize this. I don't know if you heard this. He said that there were rumblings back when they were hiring LaFleur that Rodgers was stomping for Josh McDaniels to be the head coach of the Packers. uh, And they went the route of Matt LaFleur. So I don't remember ever hearing that back in the day. But if that's the case, that they're already guys and they respect each other and want to be together, then maybe that ends up being the case. But again, even with the Raiders, I don't think they have enough on defense for them to win.
0: Yeah, no, and and not in that division. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I think that that's probably they put up the best numbers. I think his best chance to win is with the Jets just because of that defense because, yeah, you have the Bills, but I don't know what the Patriots are going to look like. So I would rather take my chance in that division, I think.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with you on that. Uh, All right, so let's uh, talk about your XFL experience uh, last night because the XFL, man, say what you want. There were a lot of people on social media talking about the XFL over the weekend. Their you know, onside kick rule that you don't have to, you know, no more onside kicks. You got to convert what what is it? A fourth and is it 15? 15, yeah. Yeah, fourth and fifteen, a team winning in the last 90 seconds after being down two scores, having three-point conversions, uh instead of extra points. And there was just a lot of different rule changes. Uh, that fans seemingly are getting down with what the rock is cooking uh, with yeah. the XFL right now.
0: Good, good crowd. I'd say um, more people started to file in a little bit later on, but like the first quarter I was like, okay, uh, maybe we didn't need to buy tickets four days in advance and spend all that money. Cause we <laughs> probably could have showed up and just walked in here in the second quarter. But I mean, you know, the quarterback play, not tremendous. Um, but I thought the DC crowd they just get it, man, because they do the beer snake thing. I guess that's their thing. That they blew were up doing... on TV, so they were doing the beer snake. And then for some reason, though, the stadium they took away the cups. They didn't want the beer snake going down.
1: So tell everybody they... what the what a beer snake is.
0: So that's okay. So you see these at like sporting games, obviously, uh, and and you you people drink the beer. They get the empty cups, and then they like. I don't know. They like turn the cups. They all just like combine the cups and they turn it into like this big beer. Yeah, they stack them. Yep. Yeah. They just stack the cups. I don't really understand what the issue was. I don't, it wasn't really distracting anybody, but anyway uh, the security comes, they take away the beer cups. So the fans just lose it because I guess that's their thing. That's their trademark. So they were selling these vodka lemonade drinks with lemons in them. So people, they took the cups and the fans got so pissed off that, they just started chucking the lemons at the opposing team at Seattle. They sure did. The Dragons. They were throwing them on the field, so they had to stop the game. And we were we were over on the other side. We weren't, like, you know, right behind the goalposts with the crazies. So I was like, what is going on? My wife my wife thought they were throwing balls because we didn't even realize that they were throwing the lemons from the vodka drinks. Right. We had to stop the game. Uh, yeah. It, it, was, it was wild, though, man. I had a good time. My wife, she – she she describes it. Her breakdown is it was interesting. My son liked it. He bought a shirt. I was trying. I don't know where his shirt is. There's his nice guy's shirt. He, he 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 liked it. I mean, it was fun. We ran into our good old buddy Toby. Uh, Toby by us, yeah. In the second half of the game, I thought it was a decent experience. I mean, the product's not great. Like
1: Kentrell Bryce is on the defenders. Yeah, th- this Number is one. what I was. Saying. <laughs> First of all. Uh, Let's see where, where to start. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot there to unpack th- there is, but this is what I, what I did like Greg Williams, As defensive coordinator for the defenders is amazing. He was dressing down a coach on the sidelines in the closing seconds of that game, yelling and screaming at him and multiple players on the sidelines uh, while he was trying to call the defense. Uh, But that's a high level quality defensive coach, right? Yeah. So remember him from his time with the Saints and and all of that stuff that got him, got paid, cost paid in his job almost. Yeah. Um, So he's there. Then on the other side, Jim Haslett. Uh, is the coach of the other team. You got June Jones uh, as an offensive coordinator on the other side as well for Seattle. So, I mean, you're talking about some respected NFL coaches uh, that have done this for a long time uh, out there battling wits back and forth. I love the idea of hearing the offensive coordinator talking to the quarterback as far as what he wants the quarterback to do and what to look for and that type of stuff. I think that's cool. Um, I like being able to hear the ref conversations that they were able to mic in on uh, in here uh, from time to time. So I was yeah. a big fan of, of how that whole thing uh, played out. The onside kick rule, I, I tweeted it out. This is going to be in the NFL, folks. I, I'm here to tell you. Now, whether it's fourth and 15 or fourth and 20 or whatever, they make it. The NFL does not want kickoffs. They want to get rid of kickoffs. They've wanted to get rid of kickoffs for a long time because of the concussions and everything else. And they're just trying to figure out the best way to get rid of the kickoff to add more drama and add more of an exciting play to it, right? That's what they want is drama. Drama sells. They want these young kids to stay tuned in and stay focused in all the way to the end. Old guys, we're there regardless because football is football we're going to watch it. These These young people who get all their sports off of highlights off of Instagram and so forth like that, and that's how they know who they like. They're not watching full basketball games. They're playing video games and doing everything else right now. I love the drama of the 4th and fifteen. Love it. I love yeah. the three-point conversion attempt. You're taking it back from just not only two points, now you get a three-point conversion uh, uh, attempt. There are no extra point attempts in the XFL. There are no kicking extra points. Just got rid of it completely. We're running plays. That is where the NFL is going. Do remember one other key thing. There's a partnership between the XFL and the NFL. Hello. So they're pretty much in cahoots running stuff, I believe, of what the NFL has kind of been considering for a while of what they want to run. And they're using the extra foul as a springboard to see fan reaction to what happens. And if they like it, that's what's going to happen. Think about it from the aspect of Major League Baseball. They use the Atlantic Division. Uh, in baseball to try all this crazy hocus pocus stuff, whether it be enlarging the bases, whether it be pitch clocks, all this other stuff. And then depending on how that goes, then they put in the minors and then they start working it up through the minors and presto, here we are in baseball now with all these new rules. The NFL is going to use the XFL the same way. And that's why I think kickoffs, extra points, two point conversions, all that other stuff is going to go the way of what, what the Rock and the XFL are doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. The kickoffs. Great point. I mean, you know, my buddy was texting me. He's like, the NFL has to adopt this kickoff rule. I mean, this is great. And I think that that's actually what's going to happen. Um, I like going in. I mean, you know, Roger Goodell had to tell be everybody the calling. kickoff
1: rule that wasn't watching.
0: So the kickoff rule, let me get the exact rule you get because um, I, I don't want to I don't want to butcher it. Um, uh, the the rule. So hold on one second. I want to make sure that I get the exact time because I think it's three seconds. All right. So in an attempt to encourage more returns on kickoffs while maintaining player safety, only the kicker and returner on kickoff plays will be allowed to move until the ball is caught on or after the ball has been on the ground. And it is. So it's three seconds. So only the kicker and the returner on the kickoff plays are actually able to move once the ball is caught or after the ball bounces on the ground, you get three seconds and then everybody could move. So it's not just, you know, Kill and right. Charging at people.
1: Which should allow for bigger returns as well.
0: It, it allows for bigger returns. It's great for player safety. Again, like the kickoff, that's the most dangerous thing in all of football. That's probably what needs to be eliminated. Um, but I'm old school, so I don't really want a whole lot of rule changes. I think it's kind of um, cool how they let you go in the replay booth. Yes. I, you know Roger Goodell's not going to allow that. <laughs> no chance. Absolutely no. no chance. No. Um, I feel like watching the product – so going to the games is fun, but it's almost just kind of like you're at a semi-pro football game. Sure. Whereas if you watch the XFL product at home, it's much better because you're listening to the conversations. Yeah. Like the stuff that you're talking about, Right. I saw that on Saturday. I didn't see a whole lot last night. You yeah, because so you were at the right game. Yeah, the experience at the game is kind of like you're at a really bad football game. It's yep. kind of like when Aaron Rodgers missed that season and Brett Hundley like, started the majority of it, or Scott Tolzien. That's the kind of quarterback play you're getting. Um, yeah, Josh Gordon was out there last night for Seattle. Had touchdown yeah. pass or two. He had two touchdowns in that game? Yeah, he had a decent game, but you know what was weird is like second half, fourth quarter when they really needed him, he was just on the sideline. He wasn't even on the field. Makes no sense. No, no. But Makes hey. no sense. It's, it's a decent enough product. Hopefully it lasts, it survives. I got a kick out of Saturday night. The Rock's like, in this, these fans. And he like turns around and there's like eight people. in the
1: <laughs> You know, that's the other thing that I hope they go to eventually. The World Football League used to have this. And I wish and I hope that because they're partners, this will eventually happen. Like, I think you should be allowed each NFL team should be allowed to send two or three practice squad guys to play in the XFL in the spring guys yeah. have been on the practice squad. Right. So there has to be a rule like, okay, if you were on the practice squad, you ended the season on the Packers practice squad, you get to green Bay and send two guys to go compete in the XFL. Right. And the yeah. NFC North guys are all with one team. And then the Western guy NFC West guys are all with one team. So the NFL sends so many guys. And I saw The Rock uh, doing an interview with Michael Strahan. I think it was this morning. I think they were in Washington, D.C. C. still doing the interview from the stadium. Yeah. And he said that, you know, it's all about being the 54th person, right? 53-man rosters in the NFL. That last guy cut. That want that thinks he's going to, to be on the team and can't be on the team. And that's why whenever you see the Rock wearing 54 at these practices or whatever the case may be, that's why. He views this league as an opportunity for those guys that barely couldn't make it to show that they should be in the league. Now, DiNucci, the quarterback for Seattle, showed that he does not belong in the NFL last night. He's awful. Awful. God, he's awful. But either way, so, and that game came down to a fumble. I mean, they were right there with a chance to beat the defenders and fumble the ball at the very end. It wasn't, I thought it was a fun, entertaining game. But either way, so that that's what it's all about. So if I'm the NFL, I would like to send like two practice squad guys, you know, uh, it, there should be a rule, right? So like you got to have less than three years experience in the NFL. I can't, I'm not sending a 30 year old practice squad player, but, you know, uh, with less than three years experience, whatever the case may be, and go and, Go work on your craft and get better and let the Packers tell these guys that, Hey, look, man, we're sending you these two guys. I want this guy needs to work on route running and this in order for him to get better. This DB needs to work on this and this. Please coach him up and go. Uh, You still have more than enough roster spots. to still have all these other guys trying to make NFL rosters. But to me, that would be something because now as a Packer fan, I'm like, dude, this practice squad wide receiver is blowing up. Now yeah. there's some energy and there's some talk like, dude, you got to turn this dude on, man. He's going off in the XFL. Man, haven't even seen him play yet. Yeah. I think that brings some energy and momentum to the league from NFL fan bases who say, eh, that's not the Packers. I'm not watching. But if there's a couple guys and one's playing really well, you may turn it on.
0: Yeah, man. Imagine the last couple of years, Jordan Love's not getting any snaps yes. in any uh, NFL games. He sent him over to the right. XFL. He's out there for the Battle Hawks. At least getting some snaps. At getting least reps. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. I it like makes it. Makes
1: all the sense in the world to make that to make that happen uh, and go from there. So uh,
0: I agree, uh, man. I, I agree because like and we've seen it, like PJ Walker. Not that he's a great quarterback, but he was an XFL legend. And then all of a sudden, yes. he's starting games for the Carolina Panthers. He hate me back in the day. Oh, I love he hate me. That was my guy, Rod Smart, right? That was his name. Yeah. Yeah. See, yep. I don't know, man. I, I had a lot of fun last night. Uh, my wife, I was like, we should go. We should get season tickets. And Amanda was like, I'm not doing that. Uh, but me How and my much kid are, season tickets. Me and Nate are all in. They're only they're only like a buck seventy five. I did it. Me, I, I bought three. Me and Nathan. I, I said if, if Toby has to be the third, then Toby has to be the third. But Toby'll go. I I honestly, man. Now that my football team is trading away my quarterback and they're going to go into a rebuild, I don't care what you say here, the next couple of years, the D.C. Defenders, that may be the only team that I have. And I saw more heart and I saw more oh fire yeah. from that fan base oh than I've God. seen at Lambeau Field the last yes. three decades. Yes. When they took away that those takes Lambeau yes. Field, Peepaw and g they would have just <laughs> sat on their hands. They wouldn't have done anything about it. D.C., they took those lemons. They threw them at the sea C- dragonhawks, whatever their names were. I love this freaking team, Sparky. I will take a bullet for my DC defenders. That's a team. We have a defensive coordinator that's out there looking to off players if he yes. needs to. That yeah. they have toughness. I wish the Packers had the toughness yes. that the DC defenders have.
1: Greg Williams does not have a bunch no. of dudes that don't want to play He's hard not on his so defense. Very, yes, yeah. no, not at all. All right, let's go to this story real quick on uh, CBS Sports. 10 crazy NFL offseason predictions. All right. I don't think some of these are crazy. Number 10, Jimmy Garoppolo signs with the Bucs. I think that's totally believable and viable. And I think if I'm the Buccaneers, I'd love Jimmy Garoppolo with what I already have on offense uh, going forward. I mean, that's good enough to win that division. If Jimmy Garoppolo is with the Buccaneers, Ryan. Yeah, probably because
0: you still do have a good defense. You don't have a run game. That's something that they obviously need because Jimmy Garoppolo's at his best in the Kyle Shanahan offense when he has a strong run game behind him. And they just did not have that last year in Tampa Bay. They were one of the least efficient running offenses. But, yeah, I mean, I still just – that's not really a team where when you look at them on paper, they're ready to go full rebuild because you do have – evans and godwin you still have all those talented skill position players i think jimmy garoppolo probably and especially in that division keeps them as an eight nine ten win team so i don't think that's too crazy either unless they decide that they just want to just blow it all up and rebuild but i don't know that they're going to do that
1: i don't think they will number nine this doesn't seem crazy either he was just there this weekend derrick carr signs with the jets if rogers isn't going to the jets i think Derek carr is their guy I completely
0: agree. I would rather have Aaron Rodgers just because with a top 10 defense like the Jets, Aaron Rodgers is almost, I hate the term game manager. He could still make all the throws. But the good thing about Aaron Rodgers other than this year is he's not going to turn the ball over. The only problem with Derek Carr is he's a turnover machine. And if you have a top 10 defense, you just want to protect the football. You don't want to be leaving points out on the field like the Jets did all of last season. But I still like the fit of Derek Carr with all those skill position players. Um, he's, he's an improvement over Mike White. And Mike White was their best option last year. So I don't think this is too crazy. I think it's either Rodgers or Carr, and I'm. it's looking
1: like it's going to be Carr. And it looked like that meeting went well the last couple of days. All right, number eight. I don't think this is outrageous. I think the title of this article is wrong. Number eight, Tony Pollard draws major interest in free agency and leaves the Cowboys. I totally could see him leaving. And in, in, in this, yeah. when they do the right, if they talk about Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, also looking for new deals, I could see the Giants signing Tony Pollard to play against the Cowboys. That would make all the sense in the world to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, uh, and especially because we don't know what's going to happen with Dallas and Ezekiel Elliott. Right. Cause they still owe Zeke all that money. They would love to get away from that contract, but unfortunately they cannot. They paid Dak all that money. Um, they gave out some bad contracts. They do. Ha- I mean, they could have, They traded away. They got rid of Amari Cooper, which didn't make a whole lot of sense because that's what they needed last year. You go back, you watch that playoff loss. I like CeeDee Lamb. I just don't know that he's the number one wide receiver. I think they'd be crazy to let Tony Pollard out of there because he's their best weapon. I mean, he's a great pass catcher. He's their best running back. He can literally do it all, but I just don't think they're going to break the bank to keep him because they didn't even want to pay Zeke a couple years ago. They had to. He was a top five running back at the time. So I don't think
1: this this one surprised me at all. Nope. Number seven. This one might be a little crazy, but who knows? Daniel Snyder out there in D.C. Sells the team to Jeff Bezos, Jay-Z, and Matthew McConaughey uh, in a group deal. Uh, and according to... Uh, to this article at CBS Sports, NFL insider Jonathan Jones, uh, CBS Sports NFL insider Jonathan Jones, says that the full franchise would sell between $5.5 billion and $6.5 billion, but some believe could go for even more than that. Yeah. Holy crap, Ryan Horvath.
0: Oh, yeah, my God. Dan Snyder is going to get that money and he is going to be in another country very soon because he there's going to be some stuff that comes out here the next couple years. That's that's my uh, CBS wacky prediction. Dan Snyder is going to be in prison if he doesn't get out of this country here soon. Bad human being. Uh, I my prediction originally was when we were talking about this that Snyder was going to sell the team to Jay-Z and Jeff Bezos and that they were going to do whatever they could to bring Aaron Rodgers to D.C. get that big splash as a quarterback. So I I do you think that's what happens here. Um, I don't think this is too crazy. I think Bezos will be involved somehow.
1: Like to see him involved with the Brewers. I don't know about McConaughey
0: though in them. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I don't know. a number six, Odell Beckham Jr. signs with the Giants.
0: I don't think this is too crazy because the Giants need wide receiver help. They have the worst wide receiver room in the league. Although, man, now it looks like Daniel Jones wants more nuts. money than they originally expected. Good $45 for
1: million dollars a year, you are high. There is it. no chance that dude's getting $45 million. If he gets $45 million a year, Aaron Rodgers is going to be like, I want ninety a year. Oh, yeah. You can forget about 60 a year. I want 90 a year. If somebody gives Daniel Jones $45 million a year, it's out of control. Like the league is just blow up the league. It's over. I agree.
0: I think Odell Beckham Jr. ends up somewhere like Buffalo. They need a number two wide receiver. It clearly wasn't Gabe Davis. I think it's going to be somewhere like that, but I wouldn't be shocked if he did go back to New York. I think that'd be a good fit.
1: Number five, Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson demands a
0: trade. Oh, yeah. Everybody we've spoken with, you know, Jason Lock and four obviously does radio out here in Baltimore. I go on his show every single Thursday and he says Lamar will not be a Baltimore Raven. I think that's crazy. Uh, I've. Let people know how I feel about Lamar Jackson the last couple of years. I'd take a bullet for him. I kind of want to be his agent. I think he's the most exciting player in the league. I think the perfect fit for him, and they'd do a great job marketing him, would be Atlanta. Uh, with all that speed, too, we've talked about that here on this podcast. I do think he's done in Baltimore. I think
1: he's probably in Atlanta or
0: Carolina. I think he's in the NFC South.
1: I don't see well, – wow. Because I had heard – who was it? Yesterday, somebody had said that when they interviewed Tom Unkin in Baltimore – they said there was no guarantee Lamar Jackson would be the quarterback. Like, don't think you're coming in and having a plan for for Lamar Jackson. So, are you telling me then? See, that's this is what's interesting to me because that means then if they already are kind of inching towards maybe moving him or whatever they're going to let him go or whatever that this they decide to do. I'm trading him. They could be a player for Rodgers. That see, I keep saying that, and people call me crazy. Like Rodgers, so Lamar Jackson's going. Who's going to be the quarterback?
0: Here's what I mean. Like, so would you be able to do like a sign and trade? Let's say uh, Aaron Rodgers goes and plays with the top 10 defense in Baltimore. You trade him away to the AFC. Problem for him is he doesn't have any receivers there Devin DuVernay, Mark Andrews, and Sammy Watkins. Uh, So he's not going to like that too much. But he's got a top 10 defense for the second time in his career, and he gets to go play for Harbaugh in Baltimore, new OC over there. Lamar comes to Green Bay. I'd give my arm. I love Jordan Love like all you guys love Jordan Love, but Lamar Jackson's a former MVP, and I promise you he's going to have a better career than Jordan Love. I'll put that in
1: blood. Number four, Aaron Rodgers returns to the Packers.
0: Now I think he's going to be a Raider. I think he's going to the Raiders. I, I believe these reports that they
1: are disgusted and they're done with Aaron Rodgers. Do you? I don't know. Um, I love Bob McGinn. I know a lot of people don't like Bob McGinn and think he's old and washed up and blah, 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 blah. And Rob Domovsky out in McGinn uh on Twitter because McGinn tweet or quote uh quoted a report from Ian Rappaport. Uh, and Domovsky found out that it was a fake Rappaport account. It wasn't real, and went after McGinn for that. So that discredited McGinn's column piece as well. Um but I'm here to tell y'all, like he's got good sources. Okay, maybe he got duped by a bad tweet. Fine, it happens. We've all been duped by by fake accounts. It's happened to me multiple times, so it happens. But the dude is locked in and connected on the inside, regardless if you want to believe me or not. You don't have to. I don't really care. But he is. Um, I I just to me. Dude, that, that means Goody just sat up there and bold face lied to everybody about oh, how yeah. he's our quarterback we extended him and da 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 you just straight up lied to everybody um it's and supposed that's, to be the that's, general manager of a football team I don't care you don't say that, though. I mean, if, if at that point they're asking about Rodgers in the offseason, it's just, yeah, when we get to the offseason, Aaron Rodgers is a contract. We'll go from there and and, and, and see the way we want to go. I mean, but that's it. Like This you is don't Aaron say, Rodgers. I mean,
0: He's been the face of the franchise for 18 years. I he understand can't, who he is. So I think if anything, you know, that's kind of Goody just doing him a solid. Look at me sticking up for Goody. He's not going to be like, yeah, this guy came into camp. He was out of shape. He was on mushrooms. No, no,
1: no, no. I don't think you have to go that far. I just think you just simply say he's under contract for next year. Uh, And, you know, that's how I'm I'm viewing it going forward. And that's that. that. That's the end of it. But he went up there and said he gives us our best chance to win. Right. And we just gave him all of this money and we expect him to be here. Like he put it all up on 12. Like you give us our best chance to win. So don't tell me I don't love you. Cause I'm saying you give me a better chance than Jordan love does, which I'm sure didn't help. Jordan loves confidence. And yeah. then two, you say I gave you all this money with the understanding you're going to be here for at least two years. Like I, I'm pretty sure that was the understanding. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe you gave him all this money for a one year deal. Maybe that was a handshake agreement when they signed this deal last off season. And this was the how this was going to play out either way. And Rodgers and Cobb both knew this was their last year in Green Bay together. And this was the the, the farewell song. And that that's what they thought. No idea. Someday somebody's going to write a book about all this nonsense. Uh, and it's going to be huge. Like it could be 12 chapters on Favre, 12 chapters uh, on Aaron Rodgers. And we can call it the failed legacy of Rodgers and Favre, two Super Bowl rings in 30 years. Um, uh, number three. Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida, falls to the end of the first round. Hmm. Let's
0: say no. I think somebody's going to probably move up to take Anthony Richardson just because of his ceiling. I don't like Anthony Richardson. He's not ready to
1: start now. It's going to be a couple years.
0: I don't know that he's going to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. I get the ceiling because you go back, you watch watch week one uh, at the Swamp against Utah, and he made every single play he made every single throw that he needed to do to win that game. But then you go back and you watch the rest of the season and you see the throws that he misses. Like Jordan Love always was going to be a project, and Jordan Love wasn't the – he's not the athlete that Anthony Richardson is. He can't do those things with his legs. But he made the throws at Utah State like you saw that. You know what I mean? Like Anthony Richardson looks like an XFL quarterback sometimes when he's dropping back. In and this piece – right?
1: He says, remember last year when every uh, every mock draft person had Malik Willis going in the first round? When no. draft day came, however, Willis fell to number 86 overall.
0: Yeah, Malik Willis is the worst starting quarterback in the National Football League I've ever seen in my life. Like, but what's the difference I didn't even between really those
1: two?
0: Well, I didn't even really like Malik. Well, okay, so Malik didn't play against any real competition in college. And then when he did step up in class, he played against Ole Miss, and he looked just... Bad. Like, he didn't look good. So, like, these guys, yeah, you can make plays, but it's, you have to, I mean, you have to be able to make the throws. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just be super athletic. Like, Jalen Hurts is accurate as all hell and can make every single throw. Lamar Jackson can make every single throw. Like, Trubisky, <laughs> Trubisky was really athletic, but he couldn't make the throws. Like, he wasn't a classic, you know pocket right. pass and that was the problem there with the Bears and I just think that's going to be Richardson like you could look at him and say hey he could be Cam Newton and you could have Cam Newton had three four really good years sure he was he in they went to a Super Bowl but then defense has kind of figured out how to game plan against cam newton i just i don't think anthony richardson has the ceiling that cam newton had but i do think that he ends up going probably mid first round because somebody's going to probably take a risk with him just like the titans did with malik
1: yeah Not carolina's the- been the one that keeps getting mocked uh for him number two nfl makes roughing the passer even worse uh it was recently reported the nfl is going to discuss the possibility of making roughing the passer a reviewable penalty. The league has made touching the quarterbacks a frightening task for defenders A sack artists are not even permitted to allow the natural force of gravity to affect them. Like when they momentarily put their weight on the quarterback uh, while they take him down to the ground. Instead of reversing course with these rules, my prediction is the NFL is indeed going to make the penalty reviewable, which will be a disaster. Uh, Ryan Horvat, your thoughts? Yeah, I think that uh, it will be a
0: disaster. Like when we did this with the uh, defensive pass interference after the Saints-Rams-NFC Championship yes. game, everybody overreacted. I just, man, like what are we doing here, especially with roughing the quarterback? You, me, any fan, anybody that's played the game, like, You see when it's roughing the quarterback and the flag needs to be thrown. We've all seen Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Mahomes. They get rid of the ball. Two seconds later, they take a hard shot to the ground. That's roughing the quarterback. What I hate, you know, if you're a defensive player and you are launching yourself at the quarterback, he gets rid of the ball, and then you hit him because you can't stop your body. Also like you're trying to hit the quarterback a certain way. You don't want to go too low because you're going to snap his fricking ACL. You're going to snap his knee and you don't want to go too high because of concussions. So the like defensive players, their job has never been tougher. So I just think that we need to, I know we're trying to protect the quarterbacks, but every single quarterback Like, I've heard Ben Roethlisberger, I listened to his podcast a couple times, not great. I've heard Aaron Rodgers talk about this. Rodgers actually talks about this all the time. He says, I like getting hit. Like, it reminds me I'm a football player. You you obviously, you don't want to be taking those shots. You can't have, like, Mahomes running out of bounds. You hit him five seconds late. But we got to do better. Like, it's going it's going to I get be a red jersey on these guys, man. right? Uh, I mean,
1: there's going to be red jerseys on the quarterbacks. You're spending too much money. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to have what, damn near sixty million dollars in cash coming his way this year. And you're going to tell me that you're cool with them taking shots on your $60 million investment? Because that's how these guys look at it. These are investments. I'm paying this dude $60 million. I'm paying my defensive end not $60 million. Uh, And this is not going to end well because if you keep losing star quarterbacks, that affects TV ratings. People don't want to watch backup quarterbacks play all year. We were talking about the XFL. You said it's pretty much it's a bunch of third-string quarterbacks out there playing. Yeah. Uh, Probably so, but they don't want this, right? No. No. Of course not. All right, no. the last prediction on CBS Sports uh, crazy predictions and I don't think any of these have really been all that crazy. And I don't think this one is crazy. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow reset the quarterback market. Uh, and uh this person says Track has Herbert's projected average value at 42.4 million and Burrow's at 44 million. Rodgers right now is at 50.27. Uh, this person that wrote this article uh uh, at CBS Sports believes uh, Jordan DeGinai or something like that. And I'm sorry, I've mispronounced your name. Uh, believes that he'll, both of these quarterbacks will surpass Aaron Rodgers for average value per year. So we're talking, you know, 51, 52, 55 million per year for Herbert and Joe Burrow.
0: Absolutely. I mean, especially Joe Burrow. I mean, he's been to a Super Bowl already, he's been to, he beat Patrick Mahomes three times. It uh, sucks for the Bengals, though. You're going to have to reset the quarterback market. You're going to have to give Burrow all that money, and now you're going to lose T. Higgins. You're going to have right. to take him away. And so now we're going to find out, you know, Joe Burrow got himself. It's crazy because Cincinnati, like I always used to talk about the Bengals with uh, like, like Michaels grew up in Cincinnati. You know, he'd always say, well, the Bengals are always going to be a disaster. They're always going to be the Bengals. And when they drafted Joe Burrow, I went back on that. I was like, eh, this is your franchise quarterback. Like He just reminds me of Tom Brady. Guys are going to want to go play with him through free agency. So maybe they'll be able to do it like that here the next couple years. But losing T. Higgins is going to be huge because he got drafted into a really good situation. You had Joe Mixon, who was a top-time back. You had a bad offensive line, still do have a bad offensive line. But you had T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. They spent all that money on the defensive line. Now they're not going to be able to spend so much money after they pay Joe Burrow, but you still have to do it. And then Justin Herbert. I mean, he's got a rocket for an arm. He can make every single throw. If you designed a quarterback in a video game, he would look just like Justin Herbert. But he's never won a playoff game, man. He's never been to the playoffs, and we'll see. He's got a new play caller in Kellen Moore. But, yeah, those guys are going to reset the market, and uh, I would kill for either of those guys. Did you
1: just see that happen today? The defensive coordinator for the Chargers left – yeah. to go be an assistant for Fangio as defensive coordinator in Miami. The dude gave up a coordinator position in the NFL yeah. for a lesser position on another NFL team. Yeah, What does well, that say about what is going on with the Chargers right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, because Brandon Staley is a, uh, you know, defensive-minded head coach, so probably oh. maybe like, a, you know, a clashing of uh, styles there, and he's just like, I'll go I roll with Angio for a year, and then I'll be, you know, a head coach in this league or a DC in this league in a year or two. And I would, like, let's be honest, man. You know, you get to go, and you're a younger dude in the league, and you get to, let's say, uh, we'll treat it like this business you get to go study behind Dan Patrick for three years or you get to go study behind uh Skip Bayless for three years who are you going with so I would go with Vic Fangio too
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair point. One last note on the way out. The Eagles, according to reports, Jeremy Fowler interviewing Jim Leonard, former Badger defensive coordinator for their open defensive coordinator position, because obviously Jonathan Gannon went and took a head coaching job with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Do you think Jim Leonard ends up coaching this upcoming season with somebody?
0: I feel like he's going to take a year off. I feel like he's probably going to end up taking a year off and kind of reevaluating, but I don't know because – that's the toughest part you know it was like he was such a hot name a couple years ago and then we thought he was going going to be back obviously with the badgers um that do you really want to take a year off like do you worry that maybe people will forget about you that maybe you'll kind of become irrelevant i don't know um because i don't think he needs a year off because he's young he has the fire so i think you just got to get yourself a job this year but but man it's i don't know i'd probably answer no right now that he might take the year off i don't know what do you think here
1: me personally, I don't know why you took the interview. I, right. Again, I, I it. it's an NFL defensive coordinator job. It's a team that was just in the Super Bowl. Like, I understand all that. I, a, I don't know if I'd want to deal with Sirianni. I I don't think I want to move my family to Philadelphia with all due respect. If you didn't want to go to Green Bay because you wanted to stay in Madison, Philadelphia is nowhere near close to Madison, Wisconsin, as far as Livability, the people you deal with and all that stuff. Like, I don't think I'm moving my family to Philadelphia. I don't think there's a chance in hell I'm moving my family to Philadelphia if I didn't want to move them out of Madison, right? Now, if you were living in Chicago uh, or some other big city, okay, fine. Then, yeah, go ahead. Go to Philadelphia. Probably not all that much different. But Madison to Philly? Uh-uh. No. There ain't no chance. Ain't no. No ch- uh, he took the interview. That doesn't mean he's going to take the job if he's offered, but he took the interview. So – That is a big adjustment right there. Yeah, Leonard and Sirianni just don't seem very much of the same person to me. But I guess we'll see. I I don't know. Uh, he is Ryan Horvath. Follow him on Twitter, of course, at Ryan Horvath. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Catch him weeknights. Bet MGM tonight. Trista Crick, Nick Ashu, and Ryan Horvath, part of the BetQL Radio Network. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Wednesday will come back another live mock draft. Uh, Ryan Horvath gets to make the decisions this time. Uh, so that will be fun. We'll see any, how many trades he makes and what he ends up doing. And by the time we come back Wednesday, we'll know – of all these players that were up to be voided or extended of these Packer players, what the Packers decide to do and what that means for this Packers team going forward, especially maybe it affects the draft and what Horvat does in the draft. So looking forward to doing that all coming up on Wednesday, Ryan Horvat, always fun. I hope your back feels better, buddy.
0: Thank you, sir. See you soon.